Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 89, part 2 of our Olympus Rally Review, which includes the conclusion of our interview with regional overall winner Dave Clark and some thoughts and insight from our commentary crew. So grab your beverage of choice, or maybe that 10mm socket if you're working on your car as some have told us they do while listening, and enjoy another round from the virtual rally pub we call the Rallycast. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and as we stated in the opener, this is a continuation of episode 88. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we'd encourage you to go back and start there first. Providing additional insight and commentary in this episode are Eastern Regional Open Two-Wheel Drive co-driver champion Kelsey Stevens of Cooper Auto Works and rally photographer Tedrick Mealy. We'll be right back after this short break from our presenting sponsor. Go five right short over crest into second small crest 40, full F plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rihanna Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro, Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email ozrallypro at gmail.com for further details. Dude, you're always one of my favorites to chat with. You, you've always got a big smile on your face. You're always having fun. And I think Tedrick's uh, talking about that picture of you, one hand, smiling, waving, silly sideways. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's the most Dave Clark picture I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous that I'm going to become a verb here. This is, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you so Dave Clark that corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, if to Dave Clark something means to do it sideways and smiling, how is that bad? It's not. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Right, yeah, that works. Yeah. Honestly, most of the time I'm on stage, I'm wondering where the next spectator is. I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> there's nobody here. There's nobody. There's somebody. And like, that's, that's when it's time to like wave or do something silly or, but mostly I'm just waiting for spectator. <laughs> it's been kind of this long joke. My co-driver is, but like they know if it's an actual spectator area that the next like five corners after that will not be heard because I, I will be just thinking about whether or not i did a good enough job entertaining the crowd so they, they know to like yell at me and be like that's a right six dave right six focus dave like it's just kind of a thing this is why we love you so much dave <laughs> it's all about the spectators yeah yeah well, and because of you, honestly, those spectators are our future volunteers. And as an organizer, I can't thank you enough for putting on that show where people want to get even closer to the action by being a volunteer. So there you go. Yeah, good. There you go. That works. See? Yeah. Well, marketing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Happy to do it. <laughs> That's why I don't tell Calvin where the spectator points are usually because as yep. soon as he sees them, it's all over. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. AJ Rossiter learned that lesson pretty hard. Oh no! Oh yeah. Uh, in Idaho last year, um, he his co-driver uh, Dylan Hooker put in the he put in the notes for the spectator area. He it was something like spectator area super drifto, <laughs> and he went as hard as he could and oh, slid no. all the way through backwards through the spectator area until oh. he actually hit the other berm and folded his suspension under the car. Oh! <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, if there are jumps where people are present, I know I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's people around. So, um, stick it with a BMW. It seems like a, a, a good thing for you to uh, drive around in. Um, yeah. So I'm sure we'll see you out uh, again next year after all this uh, crazy stuff gets over with. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for I'm excited for next year for sure. I was just looking at the proposed schedules and I hope everything, you know, hangs with it. And that's that's what happens as far as uh, the events go. Because yeah, like I say, every time I rally, it's like now I just want to go do it again. It's a uh, it's a it's a real problem this rally thing. It's a pretty bad addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yep. when you win, you know, <laughs> helps. Yeah, a little bit. that helps. But you know, bit. frankly, there's times when, man, was it last year at Olympus? I think, um, if memory serves, I, I was in first place 
in the two wheel drive field and, uh, and missed a shift. Well, yeah, it was a money shift, blew the motor up kind of sad. And that made me like, that was almost worse than doing well. It's like the, after that, it was like, all right, I want another, one another bite at the apple. We got to get back in the car and what's the next event. Let's do this again. But yeah. Yeah. One way or the other rally, uh, rally, rally gets you. Was that the one also I saw your dad's car with like straps holding the car barely together and, but he made it to the finish. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that was the one. Yeah. He's, yep. He's, he's, uh, he surprises me sometimes. (laughs) I don't know what he's, I don't know what he does in that car. It was like missing uh... the hood. The yep. the whole front end was just kind of munched in, and again, yeah. like I said, there were straps like holding the front end together. And yeah. It was still going. <laughs> yeah, he was. It's and again. It's. I mean, he's got the right idea too, right? It's the press on regardless thing. They got it back to service and just like bent stuff back into place. All the vital stuff was still good. Just it looked pretty rough, but yeah, he he went back out again. I'm like, all right, go get him. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, pretty. Pretty wild stuff. He's he's a wild man. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, I guess before I let you go, though, I got to ask you just some of the favorites, you know, so far. I mean, y- your journey's really just kind of just started here. You know, only 10 years. You got a long ways to go, man. But do you have a, a, a favorite stage or a favorite rally so far? Oof. You know, yeah, I was, I was, uh, someone asked me that a while ago, and I think. Like as an event, historically, that's that's one thing. You know, you can go back and say this event in this year was mm-hmm. was truly memorable. And there's just so many of those now. It's really tough. I mean, that Oregon Trail. I don't know how many years ago, or rained so hard the cars could barely get through. So muddy. Um, what else? I mean, there's just there's gosh, there's so many memories. But as an event, um, it's really tough to pick like here's the one that I like the best because it totally depends on the year and what takes place and weather conditions and and uh all that stuff. I don't know. I would, they're all they're all they all have that kind of thing that makes them unique, but probably I think if the weather is good, if it's not like snowy and kind of crazy, Pacific Forest Rally up in Canada is is a, a real fun one. They've got some some good stages and it's a good group of folks up there too, but uh, I heard good things. it's on my list to go see. Yeah, I would, I would go check it out. It's a smaller, smaller field, you know, of cars, um, and a, but a real tight knit community and, uh, the roads are really fantastic. Helmer is there, is there in a Watzel? They have a real famous stage up there. That's, that's a, a staple of the rally. That's pretty, pretty great. But Olympus, aside from, you know, yeah, it's hard to beat Olympus. Some years, if it's dusty, it, it can be the most frustrating and difficult, you know, deal to get through. Um, and then other years, it can be chuck and rain. And uh, yeah, but but Olympus is right up there as well. It's pretty pretty fun for me. Any desire to try any of the other ones? You know, take a trip out east sometime? Come out this yeah. way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the desire is there. The desire is there. It's yeah. I mean, it's a big time uh, commitment, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's time commitment, and with a with a young family, it's a tough tough deal to get them, you know, on board with that idea to be gone quite that long. Uh, especially unless I'm going to be dropping some other rally. It's it's also you know sort of a budget thing as well. But mm-hmm. I do want to, man. That's uh, someday, someday. I would love to have a go, you know, at the whole the whole uh, schedule with ARA. Oh, really? The whole thing. Wow. But not, not now, a specific is... one that you're like, if, if there was one of the other ones you'd like to do. Uh, yeah, I, I got to do some homework on that. Gotcha. I've been watching right. them. And I don't, I, you know, if, I would want to talk to competitors. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. And I just, I should be doing a little more recon on that. And when I say it, you know, the two wheel drive thing, I'm a compulsive planner. We're talking like, you know, it, it, it's sometime at, maybe in the next ten years, you know, sort of a deal. I'm not. It's not like this is on the horizon, but but uh, I, you know, it's fun You're seeing young. the East Coast guys. <laughs> you got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of respect for the guys on the East Coast who come out our way because that I know the how much work and effort that is, and what a you know what a trip it is. So I always want to yeah make them feel welcome and uh, yeah hope they have a good time. 
but was it fun yeah, hanging some... with some of those top guys oh totally yeah it's it's pretty cool um yeah i was talking talking a bunch with uh hooper this time or, or a bit super nice super, well you've you've had him on your show i think before right yes the... we have yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty good friends with uh michael hooper and actually what's funny is um this is technically his home rally is Olympus. yeah that's right yep, yep he grew yeah, up he's... in port angeles yeah. <laughs> of all places yeah, and then moved yeah east coast and then got into rally so exactly. yeah, i heard him say somewhere it's like it's weird to be this close to home and be rallying it's sort of like two different worlds colliding for him so yeah he'd never done cool. it before and technically yeah, that would yeah. be his home rally <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah the, the east coast and the mid midwest and just all that stuff it's uh it's cool to see how how uh by like uh what's the word how well rally is doing across the u.s right now it seems like it's it's a good time for rally well obviously a good time also to be driving a bmw so uh yeah apparently <laughs> <laughs> there was a little, there was a lot of them out there my goodness there was more bmws than i think i've ever seen at a rally before i i've seen a growth in them i think i think we're, we i have not seen you know in the past you know again 10 years that i've been following the sport i this is the most influx of bmws nationwide that i think i've ever seen yeah, as far as the you know rear 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 wheel drive maniacs go, uh, I think there were seven BMWs on the entry list. Is that or something like that? Yeah, yeah, and and usually for us in the Pacific Northwest, that's the Volvo. The the Volvo guys yep. were and, turbo bricks. You know, yeah, the turbo bricks and and uh, all those guys. Like man, the the Volvos need to come back. It's almost like there's a a little turf war we need to have some kind of a volvo bmw showdown germany versus sweden come on <laughs> <laughs> i like it we got to make this yeah. happen <laughs> yep yep this is, a, this is a thing as of now somehow all right cody yeah. crane you got to get your uh, volvo out there i've seen it i haven't seen it finish yet oh, though it's had some issues don't, but don't wake the giant we don't want that guy to eat. <laughs> we don't need him on stage that guy's way too fast i don't want to be embarrassed i just want to have fun <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, yeah there's a bunch of fast Volvo. man even um derek or uh, uh derek knight yeah quick. yeah i've been bugging derek he's he's uh i need to get him back out on stage again he's he's quick in that thing and then um dirtfish nate tennis oh nate, nate oh tennis. god yeah 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 nate is he's just definitely way well up there isn't he <clears throat> yep especially in that so, nordic motorsports one yeah yep yeah so yeah, they got to get those guys out there, definitely for sure. Um, so next year, maybe that'll be it. It'll be uh, BMWs versus uh, versus the Volvos, and and get all the top talent and see see how you go. Sounds like a good time to go. me. Yeah, sounds good. I think next year, I don't know. My my sense of it is is uh, I think we're gonna have a, a pretty strong showing next year in the number of people entering rallies. I think it's gonna be a big deal, but we'll see. I hope so. Yep. It, 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 the interest definitely appears to be there. If, if we're still doing this well at this time, you know, in the year, uh, yeah, it, it bodes well for yeah. next year, I think. That's the hope. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. Well, uh, any any final words? Winner of the Olympus Rally Regional, Dave Clark. Well, thanks for having me on. I guess I don't know. I'm just I'm honored to be uh, on the show, and uh, it's always good to to see you in chat. And uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks again, guys. Appreciate appreciate being on. Well, we definitely enjoy having you. Again, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you at, um, I guess, the first one for you probably would be Olympus for next year. Um, cause I think yeah. that one's first before we would have uh, Oregon Trail. So That's right. Maybe, maybe I'll actually remember the roads now. Since yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's always, always those East Coast ones. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. The, what I found is if you go to the first of the year, you're, you just, you can't not go to the rest. So we just got to push Dave to get to Snowdrift. Is there that we works? go. <laughs> Here's what and, we'll and... do. If we can get his car to my shop, I'll figure out how to get it everywhere else over here. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I think you just Ooh. found yourself a deal. You have to be careful what you promise. That's, that's... <laughs> we've, we've helped other BMW competitors. So, you oh, know, man, Oh man, yeah. This, this, uh, no, this is this is getting dangerous. We better call this quits here, man. This is getting out of control. I'm gonna, You're now I'm part gonna, of the I'm BMW family, man. And uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, slap a Cooper Auto Works sticker on there. Calvin's now got an excuse to buy a multi-car trailer. It's a win-win Ooh. situation. Ooh. I'd be happy to, yeah. The, 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 old, the old BMW could use uh, some more stickers. That'd be fine with me. Yeah, cool. <laughs> we'll have to get a Rallycast podcast one on there, too. There we go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. We've, we've at least started every rally on the East, or every national rally on the East Coast, not every regional, but uh, we've started every rally on the East Coast. If you have questions about them, let me know. That's true. Uh, yeah, so you, that's that's a lot of, I mean, on the East Coast, I, yeah. I sometimes don't realize how spoiled we are in the Pacific Northwest because, I, I don't know, I think the longest Rocky Mountain Rally might be the longest drive for me, and that's, what is that, like nine hours out of the how many rallies? One, two, three, four, five, five maybe six rallies that are like easy driving distance and for you guys it's it's more spread out right yeah average tow is probably about 10 hours oh wow so we we have like 100 acre wood which is only a couple but then for almost everything else um it's 10 hours ohio is only eight seven or eight okay but so once you're over there, yeah. But yeah. yeah, once you're over there, it's not too bad. So you've got, no. you know, you got Southern Ohio, you've got um, Ojibwe, and you got LSPR that are all kind of right in that region. There's a whole bunch of regionals as well up in that uh, Michigan, Minnesota yeah. area, area um, of which they can hit. Um, then the kind of the offshoot is going all the way up to New England Forest Rally up in Maine. So that one's a, that, that's yeah, that, a long ways away for you guys, but it's, yeah, it's a fun one to do. That's a two-day two-day tow, two day tow um, yep. but we stopped at wow. Niagara Niagara Falls on our way back. There you go. Uh, which was kind Some of sights. cool, but, but also nerve-wracking. Niagara Falls was nerve-wracking? Niagara Falls is, um, like, the area around the falls itself is, like, touristy, but um, also, like, there's some areas you want to be in and some you don't, kind of with those touristy areas. So Got it. leaving our like rally car on an open flatbed trailer all night made me nervous. Yeah. I always feel I always feel squeamish about having a rally car outside of like a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, goodness, you, the wasn't it the factory Subaru team? Yes. Had somebody try and steal a car? I think right. Yep. They broke into their trailer apparently. Um, oh wow. On uh, I think it was the Sunday night. Just that you know they're getting ready to leave that you know Monday morning. And wow. somebody broke in and was trying to figure out how to get one of the cars out of there. And I, I guess they got caught. I mean, obviously, since they know about it. Um, oh, wow. That happened at Olympus or? Yep. Oh. Also at Olympus was when uh, Papa Tabor's uh, Sentra yeah. um, got stolen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the the Sentra no. doesn't surprise me as much. I mean, it's no, still not, not really. cool. But it is kind of like the kind of car you would expect. <laughs> it's still a Sentra. Yeah. You know, but to but to go up to like the double decker Subaru emblem trailer on like behind the the, the painted to match truck and be right. like, I know, let's break into this thing. Whatever is in there will be fine. Like they probably couldn't even get the thing to start. I mean, I, I that's that's like full race car. I don't know who yeah. in their right mind. Yeah. Also, probably going to be fairly noticeable if they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's got to be the like the noisiest alarm ever. <laughs> Even if you got out of out of town with it, you'd be like, "Well, we'll paint it, and then no one will recognize it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, it looks you're like every like... other Impreza on the road. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's no there's no. What are you gonna do? Sell it? Like that yeah. would be a weird one showing up on eBay. I think. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, people in that region apparently will steal anything. There were porta yeah. potties stolen. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The porta potty got yeah, stolen. Two, two of them got stolen. I thought we were special in the Midwest because somebody burned one of our porta potties down, but you guys got burned two it. stolen. Yes, yeah. See, no, they burned the one kids, that showed that's me. That's just kids having fun. The, the the theft was probably you know they probably thought it could be marketable in some way, but but burning it down that's just that's <laughs> just kids kids being kids. Huh. How like. <laughs> I feel like you got to be prepared to steal a porta potty. Yeah, yeah fair point. Think. Fair point. You got to like, come. You got to come correct if you're gonna. You got to have a truck, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. But you can't. Like, I. Okay, I've never tried to lift a porta potty, even one that people have not yet used. But there's still fluid in there. Like, it's not yeah, light. You, 
Yeah. You, and you well, don't yeah. want to get it wrong. If it tips, that's, that's right? game over. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't admit to this, but we have legitimately towed a porta potty with our rally car before. Towed it? Yeah. You gotta, uh, you gotta uh, elaborate. Yeah. So right. Are we, we did a lot of the region rally cross, and they dropped the porta potty in the wrong spot, and we got there, and we were helping some people set up, and they were like, "We need to move the porta potty," and Calvin was like, "I have a tow hook and a strap. Just put it on the rally car." So we pulled it. <laughs> like a ways till it was in a good spot <laughs> it just kind of scooted along the ground huh yeah if you so usually when they drop them they're on these little sled thingies that's right kind of at the bottom so we just uh, okay. wrapped our toe strap which we've been towed by on stage before you know and just sure. wrapped it around the porta potty and just away we went you know All right. so one of you next time i see you i should see you flying sideways around a corner like i usually do <laughs> With oh, a porta potty. Porta potty on a toe strap. Yep. <laughs> That's an image Some, to remember. Somewhere on YouTube, there's there's a video of someone having done this already. I guarantee yes, it. But has oh. anyone done it with the exposure of like Wendy Cougar <laughs> or? <laughs> oh my. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> ah, Dave Clark, you are so much fun. Uh, there isn't a bigger smile in all of rallying in, in the U.S. And uh, not just because you're a dentist. Uh, it is literally <laughs> because you just have so much fun and you're silly sideways. I, I think you make all the fans smile as much as you do. And we love having you out there, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, if you're not out there having fun, I don't know why you're there at all. So that just makes sense to me. Now that is the perfect way to end that. Dude, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you again to Dave Clark for being on the show. We want to talk a couple other stories that we had from uh, the Olympus Rally. There was obviously quite a bit that went down at that uh, last event of the American Rally Association Championship Series. Um, I, I think for me, some of it was just, I, I like to talk about some of the interesting entries. And I was really shocked to see an actual hybrid Prius out there. I I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't get to see it firsthand, but it sounds pretty spiffy. I'm stoked i i mean i don't know it mixed feelings it was a show car cool i i don't particularly actually have anything against the prius um i think it's good for 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 what it's meant for um but i do question who they were marketing it to at that but that's outside of that uh but it was remarkably quiet um wasn't terribly faster interesting to watch on the stage but that's just me well so that's the interesting thing about this so um you know the area rules currently don't have a class that includes any hybridization at this time now like well we don't know really where to put you i mean technically you'd be a naturally aspirated four-wheel drive car i guess because it is four-wheel drive, by the way. The uh, rear wheels do actually have an electric motor attached to them. A um, little bit of research, and it's like a seven-horsepower motor. <laughs> um, the, hey, the, and, the, and the... any bit counts at that point. Yeah, true. Um, so I guess the idea of this uh, of this design of the Prius... Now, I don't know what kind of upgrades they did other than safety features. I think it's mostly just that, and just seeing if it could survive. Um, but... Yeah, the idea of the factory car, anyways, is that, look, with this, um, you know, when you're on slick surfaces, ice and snow, it can help keep you from getting stuck, but it's never going to be a performance thing. You're not going to get, you know, 50% uh, of the power going to the rear or anything like that. No, no, it's still the front-wheel drive hybrid plus a small electric motor in the rear um, to help out in those slick, uh, when you start slipping. So... Yeah, not a lot to it in that respect, but I will say, you know, hats off to them for bringing a hybrid for the first time. Um, we've had a uh, CRZ out, we've had um, a, a other hybrid cars out, but without the battery pack. You know, they've um, actually one of my favorite cars to see is the Honda guys with their what they call the KRZ. They K swapped the CRZ. Yeah. And so it's got that high revving motor. Oh man, that thing's oh, just fun. I knew they removed the hybrid system on that. I did not know they K-swapped it. That yeah, is... they K-swapped it. 
It's freaking awesome. Even more badass. Exactly. And, and and honestly, the CRZ as a chassis, you know, just the car looks cool, right? Um, yeah. Even though it's a uh, hybrid, it, it, it's got a nice kind of futuristic futuristic look to it. Um, anyway, but yeah, this was the real deal. It was a full um, hybrid thing. And I, I think it just goes to show that to me, we got to start making that move forward, right? I mean, the first Priuses were on the road in 1996. It's 2020. Yes, this is a, a, a you know a motorsports event where cars can crash, but I mean we've had a history of Priuses that can crash on the open road, <laughs> you know, for for many many decades now. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's just kind of this is one of those things like okay, let's use this a moment to realize that maybe we need to up our game to allow hybridization into our series um even if this isn't the fastest thing out there it's a start yeah i I mean oh go ahead oh from that aspect i think it's really exciting the only way to drive that sort of engineering and and motivate a sanctioning body to start allowing those things is if people are actually interested in doing it yeah i I was gonna say i think at at this point i think the road cars have kind of proven proven well enough the safety aspect of the hybrid systems and the electronics and battery packs and everything. There are occasionally or can be different techniques in an emergency situation or a fire or something like that with dealing with it, but that's just with how you train your crews, your response crews to deal with it. And I think that is perfectly reasonable to to be able to 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 actually do that training and to actually have them out there. Um, I think it. I think it would be, add an interesting, um, an interesting aspect to the motorsport. Mm-hmm. Um, and given that rally is mostly about torque and acceleration, as far as a powertrain goes to, uh, they kind of have it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Instant. All the torque. All the. Yeah. <laughs> all the torques. Um, and, and I guess that's. Yeah. And I don't think it would be a huge cost increase probably to the e-cruise to add um capabilities to handle that situation i don't know um but i remember i was uh you know uh, on some sort of chat group or whatever there's a group they're you know talking about you know using uh some they keep some special gloves um for for you know accidents that involve hybrid cars uh, when they're dealing with that situation or you know make sure they have an extinguishers that can work with electrical fire you know that kind of stuff but not a huge difference, right? I mean, a couple of add-ons may be required. Yeah, I think it's something that's doable, uh, for sure. I mean, having we've seen cars torched from gasoline many times, you know, and even ones that have a fuel cell. It doesn't always matter. And, you know, it, electrical fires can do the same thing. We follow the same safety procedures, just, you know, maybe slightly altered. So I think it could happen. So anyways, I found it very interesting. I didn't think I'd find it interesting. To be honest, I'm I'm kind of one of those people like Ugh, a Prius, but seeing one all liveried up, and you know, a safety cage and all that stuff, and uh, Jamie Bestwick, I think it was, uh, former uh, I guess X Games BMX star and whatnot, uh, who's a Brit. You know, I'm used to X Games people being usually like SoCal American or, or Pastrana or something, right? And actually, this guy's a British guy uh, that was driving it, and he was just having a ball. This is his first ever rally, and. I love people that go to their first rally and that eyes bulging, uh, just trying to make it through and, and realizing what our sport's about. That's just, it's fun as hell to see their reactions. <laughs> I must say. I almost feel like you'd have to get someone new to the sport to get into a Prius to do it. Like here, yeah. just take this car. It'll be great. It'll be fine. It's so much fun. Just go do it. And then be like, yeah, in a Prius, why not? You know, without realizing <laughs> what they're getting into. On the other hand, I, especially for like a first event, just to like feel things out and see how it works. That would be an awesome way to do it. I mean, as long as, you know, you got a cage, you got a, a prepped enough car, you've got the right tires, you've got, you've, you've got a car that will is built up enough to survive and then you could just be like all right i'm not competing i'm a show car so don't screw it up in front of people but otherwise like just go have fun and get used to the timing the organization the the driving and that would be awesome (laughs) 
I think one of the other cars that stood out for me over the weekend was seeing the uh, uh, RAV4 AP4. Um, for those that don't know, um, so when Ryan Millen was competing in the Toyota RAV4 um, under Toyota sponsorship um, with Rihanna Gelsomino as his co-driver uh, a few years back, um, and they did end up winning the championship uh, in their second year trying for it. And that was that two-wheel drive, um, you know, a small compact SUV that he had. Well, Ryan actually got in touch with, uh, I think it's Force Motorsport or something. Uh, it, it's um, these guys that uh, build rally cars in New Zealand. And New Zealand has, um, you know how uh, Peter Fatella has a proto car? Yeah. And the, yeah. the proto cars are these, uh, are, are based out of Poland, but they're basically, it looks like a Fiesta, but it's all Mitsubishi running gear. Um, there's these cars that are called Maxis down in Argentina. That's kind of a similar thing. Well, over, to, to make something cheaper than an R5, but still closer in performance to something like that, they came up with AP4 in the Asia-Pacific region. You know, less cost to run, less cost to build. And so you can kind of, you know, put these, uh, so it's not a homologated car, but they have these standardized parts that you can kind of bolt into any chassis. He had them build a uh, RAV4 with Asia-Pacific four-wheel drive spec, AP4. And hmm. unfortunately, um, you know, he the sponsorship didn't continue because his goal was to bring that back to the States and was going to compete in the championship um, in, with that AP4. Um, but it didn't end up materializing. Um, you know, Toyota kind of pulled out, and Ryan ended up going back to doing desert trucks and everything else, that he, uh, other stuff that he does. But that car was sitting around. <laughs> it had been built, and we had uh, Alejandro uh, Perusina end up uh, purchasing that vehicle. And we've seen him in just a naturally aspirated uh, open four-wheel drive, you know, was uh, just blitz the field in those things. He's so quick. And he's the one that purchased that car. And I was really excited to see how well he was going to do. And uh, as we talked about earlier with Dave Clark, he was right on his tail, but they had some overheating issues with that thing, um, getting used to that car. This is his first rally that has been at um, to run a whole you know, event. So they learned quite a few things. But I'm really excited for next year to see how well that thing performs as they start to dial it in. That That's going to be pretty cool. That thing was... That thing sounded mean. <laughs> on stage i like i can't even describe it like okay i don't know enough about the spec of that car i know it's like a motorsport all-wheel drive conversion and all of that um is it the stock engine or is there a version of that is it built is it tuned is it something yeah. else like what I, I think is it's something what is else i think they there? have a standardized motor that they use that is then tuned and all that stuff yeah Okay. I don't know what it's out of, but... Because that thing was like... It It was not your normal RAV4 sound. It, it was like deep and throaty and loud and a beast on the stage. Awesome. Awesome, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I, and I wish I could have gone seen at speed. I, I did actually go and spectate uh, one stage. But I think, uh, yeah, he was, he was already out by then. Um, he I think, I think he ended up having an issue where uh, he didn't continue... Um, which is unfortunate, but again, teething problems, new car, those things happen. But uh, yeah, I did want to see that one go though and, and see how quick it was. But um, I think uh, a couple other interesting things that was uh, from the entries was nice to see uh, Rally Crosser uh, Cabot Bigham. Anything to bring kind of more names to our sport, uh, you know. So those that are big into the Rally Cross stuff, uh, hey, I'm all for those competitors coming and uh, making a show of it at. Um, our events and he's got a pretty big following and this is his first stage rally and again a name like his that's got good sponsorship usually you know he's there with dirt, dirt fish and uh i believe he uh gosh how, how did he finish i think he finished pretty well come to think of it um the big ham i, I first of all i just love that that's his like nickname it's, i mean his name's bigum but it's yeah. the big ham he's yeah doing something pretty good out of that uh, third in uh, the limited four-wheel drive. So there we go. So third in class. So well done by him. I thought that was a, a good drive, especially considering the condition. Th this was not an, or an easy rally to have as your first one. Not with those conditions. 
No, Olympus no, in general isn't. It's uh it's very tight and technical. Uh the the thing that Dave Clark was talking about with they change it up so much and string together just different bits of roads every time. Like e- e- even if it's not your first one, like it's it's always different. It's always tricky. To add to that, there's a lot of those sections of roads that are very rough. It is if you are not careful, and I know this myself, uh, it is a car breaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, even just doing, um, you know, doing recce and, uh, first of all, it's just fun. <laughs> Recce's just yeah. fun. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I did nef- definitely notice it. Like, mm, I know my suspension's getting a little old on my car and it was rattling pretty good <laughs> there on some <laughs> of the stages. It, it, it's rough in spots for sure. And specifically, as, uh, David said, that to the tower stage, that second stage was, it was definitely pretty rough. It was, you know, down to the base, the bedrock there, and it was just chunky. And uh, when you when you had to be maybe a little more careful on, for sure. I guess uh, just other bits about this event. Um, actually, I was going to bring you on in, Kelsey, and talk about following a rally remotely. How was that like? <laughs> mixed, mixed feelings. So to... To be completely honest, I'm really bad. If I'm not in a rally, I don't pay that much attention to it till it's over. And then I go back and I read up on everything that's happened. Um, So this is my first time really watching from home and trying to stay updated through the weekend. And it was really fun, but also at times a little bit frustrating from a lack of information. Um, But the live tracker definitely helped um and seeing everyone's dots for sure moving i had a few moments where the you know the dots got frozen and i was panicking for my friends you know but <laughs> was there anybody in particular you were following then um yeah sage von tilberg and um because i was supposed to actually come out and co-drive for him um but just couldn't make the scheduling with the way the rally got rescheduled so um i was actually answering some of their questions over the weekend they were calling me Oh, cool. Uh, interesting. Like, I'm home in Illinois, and they're calling me from Olympus to be like, hey, how do I file a scoring inquiry? Um, so it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, you know, kind of mixed feelings with following the rally online when you're used to being there in person, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been doing a couple of these, you know, from Command Central kind of following rallies, and it's missing a certain element. I mean, it, you, you try and follow as much as you can, but there's still nothing like being there. Um, I mean, you're talking about being in a rally, but just being out there, my enthusiasm went up, you know, exponential numbers having just been there. Even if I wasn't on stage, I only got to see a bit of one stage, but just the environment. Yeah. I'm at the rally, you know, it's all the, all the people and whatnot that just, um, socially distanced people, but people, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was just I, I love the experience and uh it, you know for all you folks that that follow rallies you know online and all that stuff get to one in person it's a wholly different different is whole difference yeah wholly different experience there's the words <laughs> trying to come out of my mouth yeah talking it's difficult this evening no i definitely agree and really i think if I had like one thing that I wish I could get everyone to do, it's just to use the ARA hashtag because the app will actually show you the content that people are posting using that hashtag. It'll, you know, it'll generate it all to the app, but if you're not using it, then it doesn't show up there. So in Instagram, but only from Instagram. Oh, is it only, maybe that's why I felt like I was missing out so much. Yep. Yep, it, it ignores Facebook, it ignores, I think, Twitter. Well, it might do Twitter. Maybe it's Twitter and Facebook, well, or Twitter and Instagram. But the, the other thing you can do, though, is, like, what I did is I just had Facebook pulled up, and, and I had hashtag ARA Rally, you know, searched. Mm-hmm. And then I would just refresh it every once in a while. But yep. I would see updates from people, but they weren't using the hashtag, so it wasn't showing up in that and little That's probably because historically Facebook has been horrible with hashtags. Yeah. Um, not until they bought Instagram did they like, oh, hashtags are a thing. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and if you notice now, though, as you start doing posts in, in Facebook, really in the last, well, I think about two years, 
they've only now when you start doing a hashtag you notice like it gets bolded or something it's like yeah, oh you recognize yeah. this is a thing now right but it's only recently they didn't used to recognize it as a thing right so yeah um anyway so yeah it makes it a little more difficult because a lot of people don't use them because it wasn't recognized before but but yeah i can see the challenges there for sure um tedrick what was it like for you uh, out on stages this weekend um it was both awesome and then um so uh, during during the daytime during the daytime it's it's really nice and you know you find your spot in the woods and everything i have to say following the rest of the rallies this year it was a weird experience actually trying to follow them as they went because i'm used to being out in the woods and i just give up i give up on actually trying to follow the event and then i catch up when mike tells me everything at the end basically um <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually how i keep up with everything the with how late in the year this event ran and then the weather and you know, we're in Washington and we're deep in the woods and spots. So it was rainy and dark and cold and like people were like, I'm trying to take photos at like 11 in the morning, basically midday suns at nearly full height. And people are still using light bars because it's so <laughs> dark in there. It um, was pretty gloomy. Yeah. Yeah. So but like it, I I don't know. There there's two sides to that. There's one that's like fr from the photo side. It's like oh well, then you know, it's hard to shoot when people have a light bar aimed at you. That's tough. It throws off your camera or whatever. But also like when you do get the shot in there, even though it could be super grainy, it's it still looks really cool because you get this cool moody shot and it really shows the scene. But but by the time it becomes night, which is what most people would call like early afternoon um <laughs> or or when it was actually night and you feel like you're standing there at midnight and it's really like six o'clock yeah it was and, full dark by like five thirty. yeah and the cars are going by and it is dumping rain and you basically soaked everything all of your camera gear and all of you all the way through i i was hanging out at night fortunately at a spot with uh chris daly and uh uh trevor and trevor stevens and uh curtis zapar zapar yeah yeah and at one point trevor just goes so when does this get fun <laughs> <laughs> and and he had a really good point and I, and I just fired back and i was like right about the time that we all get home we have a day or two to like unpack and load photos and whatever and sleep and then we go back to work and then we're like god damn i wish i was back out there again because <laughs> <laughs> that's really how it is like it is it's actually kind of miserable standing out there after sure. a while especially for like 60 to 70 cars um in the rain but i mean i'll be back out at the next one like that's it's what it is. You, yeah. you can't not. <laughs> you, that's how, yeah. It's an addiction. That's how people look at me when I tell them my co-drive. They're like, you mean you voluntarily ride around in a car and get, like, you know, read notes and get, like, tossed around and you don't even get to drive. And then you have to plan everything. And that's fun. Why? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. You get home and you're like, I didn't die. It was cool. Yeah. You, you <laughs> voluntarily try to ride in a car while reading a book while someone tries to not hit like throw you into a tree and you're getting sick yeah and sometimes um, they do throw you into the tree and then you're yeah. like that was cool ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta love rallying gotta love it well uh even though you were soaked to the bone um that was the night that uh you came over we ended up actually uh having dinner um just at the at the hotel the host hotel you and i tedrick and yep. uh <laughs> then we had we're sitting there. We're just having we're just having dinner, and uh, we're just finishing up having having a beer. And of all people that shows up is Travis Pastrana was getting a beer at the bar. He's like, "Hey, can I come sit with you guys?" You just have you to love the guy. Say no, right? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> but it just he's just so normal. That's what makes him so cool. <laughs> yeah, even you know. when he talks about things that are not like you almost try to find not relatable 
he's just a normal dude and they're relatable so it, yeah. you know talk about some of his friends or like oh yeah my friends in the x games or the friends that do that and it's like but he's talking about them in a totally normal life context and it, yeah it's, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to be able to connect with someone like that yeah so that, that was really fun to have that just uh that camaraderie just have him just come up and just chat with us just like yeah everyday folks so uh yeah, he's he's just so much fun. Although one of my favorite stories from that that evening was um, he, the Subaru cars were one of the ones having issues with all that fogging. And if you saw the picture of the spatula squeegee, yes, yeah, and that was um, I guess uh, Pastrana's crew working with uh, Rian Gelsomino came up with this like stick that had literally a spatula from their uh, kitchen in the motorhome. Um, with a screw in it that then bolted to the spatula was a, um, um, so it was a windshield wiper blade. If you look closely, it's not a normal and like squeegee thing. And while she's reading notes and she's strapped in, she is wiping the inside of the windscreen. <laughs> There's a video out of at speed. Now. There's yeah. a video of this. Go to uh, either if you Rhiannon's page or you go to the super motorsports page, you will see this. And you're just like, you're just like questioning yourself. Did I just see that? Did I just see her stretch out with this thing while Travis is sideways at speed? Yeah. So it, after he after he mentioned that, uh, I hadn't actually like thought about that until until he mentioned it, and I was going through photos later, and it came back to me, and I, I actually started clicking through on some of those stages and looking at like who can I actually see in the car? And, and yeah, like I, he, he was definitely one of the cars that's like totally fogged over, hit the puddle. And I could see in the series of shots, like here is this big clob of mud that just hits the windshield and blocks their view for like two or three frames. And, <laughs> and, and it was, yeah. it was more cars than that, but uh, yeah, it, it was interesting to, to, to kind of go through and was like, oh, I didn't realize how few people could actually see out the window. I should probably think about that next time I pick a spot to shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Kelsey, from uh, hearing the different stories and, and, and looking online, was it was there a favorite story from the weekend that you saw? Um, I don't know. So, I interviewed Sage Von Tilberg for our, our YouTube channel. And that's probably my favorite story, but I'm really biased because they're also in a BMW and Dave Clark story now that we just talked to him. But um, Sage had a really fun first rally and he had some really crazy circumstances. His, the guy that was supposed to co-drive for him had a last minute family emergency. So his crew chief, who this was his first rally he was at ever jumped in to co-drive for him. Wow. So you know, Sage has never done a rally. His co-driver has never even been to a rally. And they got through the weekend and were like fourth in class. It was so cool. That's awesome. I think uh, I think he just ruined, like, that guy's not going to crew for him again. No, his... Because <laughs> he's going to have to be, gonna be a co-driver. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. I think he's lost a crew chief and gained a co-driver for sure. Yeah. Um, they, like, his his... The other guy that wasn't supposed to be the crew chief who turned into the crew chief was fixing things with, like, Keystone light cans. I mean, just the most <laughs> rally story ever. Fixing it was what? Great. Well, we're going to have to go over to the uh, Cooper Auto Works uh, YouTube page and uh, get that whole interview then. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good story there. Yeah. I'm disappointed that I've never had crew fix our car with beer cans. The bar has been set. <laughs> <laughs> It's been set pretty low with Keystone Light, though. Like, like yeah, it's true. Step that up a little it's, bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not as worried about the quality of the beer and more the quality of the beer can repair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, one of my favorite stories over the weekend, uh, kind of walking around and talking to folks, was um, of Kristen Sada or, or Chris Sada. Um, she it, had bought for herself. Um, for her 40th, 40th birthday, a Subaru BRZ. And she got the manual transmission, but did not know how to drive a stick. So she got a hold of the folks at Dirtfish to kind of learn how to drive a car correctly, you know, um, with a manual. Gets addicted to the rally thing, because obviously they're rally school. Learns how to drive a manual, gets addicted to this whole sport thing, has them convert her normal car... <laughs> 
into a stage car. So now she has a stage BRZ and competed in her first ever stage rally at Olympus and uh, ended up uh, on the on the podium with that uh, in the limited two-wheel drive class in that BRZ. What a cool story. Never driven a manual, you know, had to learn how to drive the darn thing. Never done a rally before. All the things. And just finishing in those conditions. Just freaking awesome. I, I thought that was a fun story. Yeah. She's now my new hero. And when are we interviewing her? <laughs> we'll see if we can uh, reach out and, and get a hold of her at some point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the folks at Dirtfish obviously took a, you know, that crew took good care of her car and whatnot. But uh, yeah, she had, she had to bring it home. Um, that definitely some, uh, some skill had to be uh, used there. So that was fun. Um, I think the other one here that I liked a lot um and, and Tedrick, you got some great shots of him, was uh, seeing the Mitsubishi Mutant make it across the line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so they got seated, uh, they got seated way out of order because it was, what, it was Wayne's first uh, stage rally. He's been yep. rally crossing for quite a while. Yeah, it's not like you can really count that. Right. Yeah. When you're looking yeah. at, you, the, but, you know, you have to keep here. Yeah. You know, the organizers have no idea, right? You're looking at these. This guy's entering. I have no history on him on stage rally. Where do I put him? Uh, here-ish, I guess. You know. Yeah. So I know. David made a post about this, and I I, I made a follow-up post. Like, it it's not super common. To, f to see cars catching each other or actually to see a pass uh, when you're out on stage. Um, it's even less common to see the same car each time you see that. <laughs> um, like, so, so you passed each, a few. Each of us caught, or like David and I never shot the same location that weekend. And we each saw Wayne either catch catching like right, right on the bumper of or passing another car uh, twice each. So, and just to and clarify, you're talking about Dave Kostaboom, the photographer, totally. by the way, just to oh, make yeah. sure we have it clear so people know who Dave is. Yeah, sorry, uh, David Kostaboom. Um, yeah, so I don't know how many cars he passed or then how many they reseated him up through or what, but uh, e even for being seated out of order, that was very impressive. Yeah, no, great performance. Well, and what was I think made it even more interesting though was that um, they were on their way back to get to the final MTC, and the car just stops, and they weren't sure they were going to make it back. And again, this is one of those first rally things and whatnot. Um, thankfully, they got a tow from uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Dylan Hooker and um, who's he co-driving for? Um, uh, Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Uh, Turner yeah. Hooker Overdrive. That's the ones. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or actually known as Dirty Paws Rally, but... Still, that's even funnier. Um, but uh, yeah, gave him the tow, and they pushed the car through the final MTC and down into the impound. And there's nothing better than seeing somebody just push their car to get it through that last bit. And it's like, yes, we're here! We made it to the end of our first rally! That I mean, it, it just doesn't get better than that. Yeah, it's it's not the first time I've seen that, and it's not the first time I've seen like basically all the competitors just rally around them and cheer when they come in, no matter where they are in the field. It's yeah, there cheers from everywhere. You hear That's... all the clapping come throughout everybody in impound. Yeah, that was so cool. That is the that is a quintessential rally family moment. Totally. So I guess kind of to wrap things up, we're happy that David Kosaboom is doing okay after getting nailed with a rock. Tedrick, I mean, you've been out there as a photographer. You guys are given the liberty to move about more than the average spectator by a large margin. Um, it's dangerous out there. You, you got to be careful and you're looking through a lens. You know, it's not easy. Things can happen. Yeah, and I mean we were talking about this before we actually started recording, like I've been hit by a lot of rocks, but that one in particular, uh, it, if you haven't yet seen the photo, uh, go to David Cosboom's page or look him up or something. Uh, 
you know, he's got a great photo of the Subaru coming out of the water crossing into a jump, and you can see a particularly large rock escaping uh, at speed toward him, which I believe is he has confirmed as the one that ended up uh, hitting him in the leg and taking out his leg, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, it hit him right I, in the I, shin. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing at this. We, we, we will reiterate that he is okay. Yes, he uh, is. He, he saw a doctor, just really bad bruising, lots of pain, but otherwise yeah. completely okay. Um, but he is he is okay. He is joking about it. Um, but yeah, like it's just one of the hazards of being out there. Yeah, I, I will say, being behind the lens, yeah, you don't really always get the best. You you're focused so much on the car and the distorted perspective of being zoomed in or zoomed out or something, you, you know, not your normal vision that you uh, sometimes might lose perspective for the thing that's hurling at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but also like the chances, the chances of a rock that large traveling that fast and that far to actually hit you and do damage are actually pretty small we've all seen oh, very some pretty large rocks move and we've seen many 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 smaller rocks move and hit us but yeah like the probability you're just in the moment you're just not really thinking about it you you're trying to pick a spot beforehand that doesn't put you in too much danger and then when you're shooting unless unless that's really unless that's headed like directly at your eyes and your lens like you it's it is what it is there's just stuff flying in the air so this year, Pastrana's taken out one of Cosboom's cameras and now his shin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Pastrana's been very costly to uh, Cosboom. <laughs> if you're listening, Pastrana. Uh, right. <laughs> and you get he a restraining order sent to you. <laughs> Not necessarily to you as a person, but to no. the things that you control, like your car and the rocks that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a restraining order against the rocks. <laughs> and the... There uh, we go. He's still cool. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Pastrana's wonderful. <laughs> well, I think we've uh, droned on long enough about this rally. Um, it was definitely a good one to end the season. You know, it's been a challenging year for everybody, obviously with all the restrictions, the season kind of, you know, starting, then stopping, then getting going again. I think the challenges we ran into with this one uh, was kind of a fitting end because it was just a challenge for the whole year. Uh, one last thing, you know, congratulations to um, Barry McKenna for the win. And actually the win here ended up getting the win for his co-driver, Leon, uh, Leon Jordan, um, because Leon didn't co-drive the first event with uh, Barry. Uh, that was uh, Fulton from Ireland before the lockdown and the travel restrictions. Whereas Leon, you know, obviously he lives here in the States now. Uh, so he hopped in the co-driver's seat and the championship was already won at Show Me, but not for the co-driver. So actually it was all up for uh, John Hall versus uh, Leon Jordan for the championship for co-drivers and with barry winning this one that got the championship for his co-driver so i thought that was a kind of a cool story too yay co-drivers yay <laughs> <laughs> all right one last note before we close it all out um as many of you probably already heard through social media and whatnot um my co-host ian holmes is stepping away from the Rallycast podcast uh you know what he He's got a bunch of other hobbies. Um, this is kind of a, a bit of a time suck doing all this stuff. Uh, and uh, he's got, you know, the historic car. He's got his Model T, things like that. You know, more power to him. Um, and he just, rallying was kind of a little bit depressing this year. All the, pretty much every event getting canceled. And so he's just kind of stepping back for a little bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more from him uh, when we want our resident Anorak to uh, talk about historic rallying and things like that. We'll be sure to get him on. He just won't be the regular anymore. So, um, but we'll make sure that we have some regulars. Uh, Kelsey, I think you're up for it. Yeah, anytime. Awesome. Um, we always love having your perspective. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll keep a photog like uh, Tedrick around or uh, have somebody else help uh, uh, add a little bit more uh, flavor to the podcast because you don't want to hear just my voice the whole time, right? So, 
Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro and Melee Design Firm. Remember, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and we hope you're all happy and staying safe during this holiday season. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.